You are listening to episode 59 of the Business of Making podcast. This week, we're talking about how to get everything out of your head when you're overwhelmed with business ideas. We hope you enjoy it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvis, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle, the ultimate guide for starting, growing and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Making podcast. I am here with my beautiful and intelligent and amazing (laughs) co-hosts, Jess and Deb. Hi. Bonjour. (laughs) And this week we are talking about what to do when you have so many ideas floating around in your head that you're just not really sure what to do. It's all the ideas are just flying at you at a million miles a minute and you're finding it a bit paralyzing and you don't know what to do. So we're going to be talking about that today. But first, I would like to read out a little review that we got from someone with their username is a little bit confusing, but it is Love Me Some Aldine. So I don't know what your actual name is, but thank you so much for writing a review. And the review says, Love, love, love. I have binge listened to this whole podcast since I discovered it a couple of weeks ago. I love the conversations and tips and insights from the wonderful women. It is all such helpful information for those of us who are just starting out our handmade businesses. I also appreciate that you talk about jewelry specifically. <laughs> since that's what my business is I will listen as long as you guys continue thank you that's lovely thank you that's amazing did you watch the whole thing that's like 50 hours with us in like that's a lot that's a lot lot of us (laughs) I don't know if I would be able to manage that much of us (laughs) in a small time frame but thank you so much that's really pretty awesome yeah we are awesome. So thank you so much for leaving a review. We love reviews, obviously. I also wanted to do a quick little, uh, not a shout out, but whatever, it's a shout out to our Facebook group. We'd love for you guys to jump on over to 
thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash Facebook. That will take you directly to our Facebook group. If you want to join there, that'll be fab. And we're going to be uh, posting a few of our freebies in there. Um, They should already be in there by the time you hear this episode. (laughs) So we have some resources that you can download and they're going to be super helpful for you in planning and running your business. So hopefully that will help you. Yes. So today we are talking about what to do when you have too many ideas. Who has this happened to? Has uh, this happened to you? Yes. Ladies? Yes. Hmm. Yes. All the time. Me yeah. too. Often. All the time. It's like constant. It's well, this is like ideas. how the brain of like anyone that's either creative or entrepreneurial works. And so if you're a creative mm. entrepreneur, you're pretty much screwed and it's definitely going to happen to you <laughs> because there's like more like it's like you have more ideas than time to implement them and get results from yeah. them so before you move to the next one. So you, you've, like, I feel like I'm constantly ahead. Like I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing next. But I'm like, well, actually, how about I finish up this project first? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a bit of shiny object syndrome as well. It's like I'm halfway through this project, but oh, there's this new idea I've had and I really want to go try and do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I hear it all. I mean, I suffer from it incredibly, but I am getting better. But I hear it all the time from people starting out their businesses mm. too. And it is a big mistake to follow all of those ideas. <laughs> yes. Definitely. And <laughs> why, do, why would you guys say, do you agree with me on that one? Oh, yes. I do. Yes. 100%. And why? Why is it a mistake to follow all these ideas? Oh, because you just never get anywhere because you're, you're constantly mm. distracted by like all the things, all of the things. Yep. Uh, and you, if you, if you're constantly jumping between different things, like let's just use a simple example, social media. If you're trying to learn all of the social medias at the same time, you're not going to really make any progress in what, any one of them because you're not investing the time to learn how they work and then actually properly use them mm. for a mm-hmm. period of time to get some growth happening. Like mm-hmm. people get like, oh, I need to learn Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Snapchat and What's the new? What's the new thing? Uh, the dance video thing. TikTok. TikTok. Do you know what I'm talking about? TikTok. <laughs> I read an article this morning. I still don't really know what that is. I'm like not looking at it because I'm like I don't want to know. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> Too much already going on in my brain. Exactly, and that you're making a wise decision and not being yeah. distracted. Right. However, you know, flip side of that, like someone like Gary Vaynerchuk would say. You should be on top of all of the things all of the time. Yeah, okay. Um, he has a team of like 100 million people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that definitely changes things. But you don't – and then what happens, it's a vicious cycle because then you go, oh, I'm not making any progress in any of them. Quick, try harder in all of them. Still not making any mm, progress in any yes. of them. None of them work. I'm going to give up on all yep. of them. Oh, my God, throw the hands in the air and just yep. freak out. So yep. that is a vicious cycle. Yeah, yep, totally. And I see it with uh, people making products and having product collections and having 200 different items for sale because they keep having new ideas and new ideas and new ideas of what to sell. <laughs> so <laughs> story about that. that. That counts too. Uh, tell us the story. Jess. Oh my tell God. Okay. So I was exactly like that my first few years in business. I kept having new ideas and like everything was sort of basically based around silver in some way, mm-hmm. but I would like buy one, one time I bought all these like rough gemstones and then another time I bought all these like colored uh, wooden beads. And like, so I was releasing these collections that had sort of something in common, but were actually quite different. And by the time, like a couple of years in, I had something like 450 products in my shop. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and they were all these different, like, it was like the rough 
thing at rough stones and then the, the beads and then the, 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 you know, the glass beads and the wooden beads and the, da, 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 da. and it was, just, mm-hmm. I just sat down one day. I was just like, this is just too much. Like it's too much for me, but what, what does a customer think when they get to mm. the shop and just go, Whoa, what is this kind of hot mess of all these different styles and designs and materials yeah. that kind of go together, but really don't. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, what's my solution here? Um, and I decided to cull basically every, uh, it came back to my brand. I'm like, what is my brand? My brand mm. is silver simplicity. Mm. What in my shop right now does not reflect that brand. I'm going to get rid of it all. So I literally yeah. got rid of all the color, all the beads, everything, and just mm. brought it back to the only thing I sold was silver. Mm. Um, th- I did make a small exception. I had like two pairs of earrings with like pearls on them because they were selling really well and they were like wedding related and I do a lot of wedding related stuff. So I left them in, but everything else, even stuff mm. I loved, I still personally loved and stuff that was even selling. I just, I have to do like all or nothing with this because I really want to, I want to narrow the focus of my brand and it was terrifying. It was utterly terrifying. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. I've done all of this work over the last few years to create all of these products. People, you know, people are still buying them. People, sometimes, not many, people are still coming to my shop. You know, I'm basically throwing all this work in the bin that I've done. Mm. And that was really scary because I I culled it down to like 200-ish products, like took away more than half Mm. of my products. And it was a really good decision. Now, in hindsight, I know this. Um, My sales didn't actually really drop off and... I felt better about my business, which meant I felt better about promoting my business and it got a much more <clears throat> coherent look to it. So, yeah, that was a really good decision, but it was really hard to do. And then once you did that and you simplified and you had your, um, you know, like collection, your silver collection, mm. then when, I mean, I know, I probably know the answer now, but like if you're thinking about the transition of over the last few years or several years, whatever, mm. um, when you get a new idea that excites you, what do you do? Well, chances, well, generally speaking, if it doesn't fit with my current aesthetic, I discard it or I might make mm-hmm. it for myself. But mm-hmm. I will have ideas and I'm like, mm, like, okay, so like I did this like five or six years ago now. Um, I did have a last year I kind of like, I really, really missed making this particular type of earring I used to make called, I called the urban candy earring, which was like the simple silver earrings that are earrings I make, but with beads on them. I'm like, okay, so my solution is I'm going to make a small limited edition range and I'm going to mm-hmm. click, I'm going to release it as a little limited edition collection. Cause it's something I just, I really want to do again, just this one time or times or whatever. And I did that. And that was fun. And then it's kind of its own discrete thing. And I'm, you know, if I take it away again, that's fine. But it, yeah, so yeah. it's it's very much, it actually, in a way, it actually opens you up to new ideas because you are narrowing your focus. And so you want to narrow your focus so that the new ideas you're having are within that new narrow focus. And it, it kind of forces you to come up with new ideas that you might not have come up with because you were so scattered before. Mm. I found for yeah. me, like now when I new design ideas come up, I've kind of trained my brain that they need to be this certain way. Like they need to fit in these parameters mm. and yeah, I've come, I just recently came up with an idea for a whole new range of, of my thread earrings that, were completely different to what I've done before. So that's really fun and exciting. And I might not have ever done that if I hadn't narrowed the focus of my mm. what I what my brand was and what my business mm. was. So something that's just come to mind as you were talking then is that everything that you're saying is still within the one 
business yes. umbrella, you know, <laughs> like that's so it's just product lines within the one business. And I do see a lot of people when they get a new idea, they start a whole new business. Oh, God. Yes. So, Should I start a second Etsy shop for this other idea? Yes. Usually what the answer is, is no. Advice on that? Usually <laughs> no. Yeah, unless you're really experienced and unless the first shop is running smoothly already and the system's in place and all of that and you have the time. But you don't know that when you're just getting started because you don't know how much work it takes to get one shop running already. So you're like, well, we'll just do two. (laughs) Why not? But yeah, I think the culling thing that you're talking about, Jess, is really what's important. It's like no matter what it is, like it could be marketing, it could be in your design process, it could be the idea of having like two shops or three or one or like however many. (laughs) It's always really scary because often you have more ideas because you want stuff to work better than they are now. And so you're like, well, if what I'm doing now isn't working quite well, then I must do more. Like it's this idea Mm. that if you do less, you can't possibly get better results, but it's actually the way to get better results is to actually do less so that you do what you're doing better. And Mm. it's so tempting. I mean, I do that all the time myself. I've done that really recently, uh, wanting to dive into a completely new project for my business and thinking, oh, this is so exciting. I've been wanting to do this for a year. And then going like, but why? Why am I doing this now? Like I'm actually not doing, there's all the stuff that I'm already doing that I could do better and yes. dive into deeper before I do that. And social media is probably a really good example of that. You're like, oh, well, I might as well just start Facebook now because I'm kind of on Instagram and on Pinterest already and I want to dive into this thing. But that's taking time away from what you're already doing that's working. And so Mm. slowly but surely that thing that you're taking for granted starts to plummet because you're not giving it enough attention anymore. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. Mm. Um, And on the, I just, I actually had multiple Etsy shops. (laughs) So I've actually done this myself. Um, So yeah, it, it, it can work, but it's a, you basically running two businesses. You have to think of it that way. And you're one person. Yeah. I mean, I currently it's run three so, businesses. Well, <laughs> but I, yeah. but I mean, you're, you also, yes, you have helped, exactly. but also you are extremely knowledgeable in the areas of, mm-hmm. you know, target market and marketing and advertising and all that kind of stuff. Like if you're just starting out, you mm-hmm. don't have that knowledge and experience mm-hmm. yet. So trying to cater to three different customer bases is like just crazy pants. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that. It's going to mm-hmm. be so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it, Especially if you're in the first few years, I would very strongly recommend against starting a second thing. Um, Unless it's like, I'm just going to do it in my spare time as a little bit of fun, but I'm not going to take it too seriously. You know, especially if you, well, if you already have like something else, like a full-time job or a full-time carer's position or something, then seriously consider it. Well, I was going to say, like, who who has spare time? Yeah, I was going to say, what spare time are are you talking about here? Because I'm pretty sure that's, like, the biggest problem is, like, time, like, not being, I don't know, just not having enough of it ever. Mm. (laughs) So it's, like, unless you really pretty much don't need to work in your business somehow, Mm. (laughs) you can start another one, but it's, yeah. Or expect that you're going to grow them both really, like, much slower. Slowly, slowly. Yes. Slowly. Yeah, slowly. slowly. Yeah, totally. Much slower. Made up a new word again. <laughs> hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com support. 
And now back to the show. Okay, so we've talked, we've kind of talked about like all of the consequences of not, yes. uh, of this. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to this whole get things out of your head idea that we are initially talking about. Mm. Yeah, um, so well, what do we just do? following on um, from what you guys were just saying, if you are going to say no to running a second business now, which if you're just starting out, we've sort of, you know, clarified that's probably the best thing to say mm-hmm. no. I think um, the thing to remember is it's, it's saying no for now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. Like if it's something you're really passionate about, you can car park it, yeah. meaning like write it down somewhere and you know, tell yourself in your brain, this is going to be something that I do in three years time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to happen mm-hmm. right now. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should and doesn't mean you should do it right now. Focus on one thing at a time and then give yourself that time to, yeah, pursue the passion mm-hmm. later. It's mm-hmm. fine to do it later. There's no rush. It's yeah. not a, it's not a yeah. race. Yeah, I do this sort of thing with myself because I'm like forever having these new ideas, like, oh, a new mm. business or whatever. And I can't, I, I have like a time frame. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to write down all the ideas I'm having and kind of play around with them. If I'm still keen on this in like, like as keen as I am right now in three months' time, I'll consider it. Mm. Like, That's such a great I'm not idea. even considering it now. I'm just capturing yeah. all of the ideas I'm having. Yeah. And pretty much every single time, by the time the three months rolls around, I'm like onto something at new. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, like oh, the no, interest I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not just throwing yourself in necessarily to that new thing that's popped up now. Like r- capture it, capture it, people. Yeah. Like write all the ideas down. Like roll with it, roll with the excitement in your spare time, and and think about it and play with it. Just don't act necessarily mm. don't start doing the branding and buying a website yes. address like right this second <laughs> maybe buy the url i've totally oh, done that i've totally got yeah i was gonna I say all the time i own quite a few urls <laughs> i do it all the time it's the first thing i do like business idea bing let's go but wait this is like rare like real estate like it's like if yes, you have yes. an idea and there's a url for it even if you're never implementing it was 10 it, yeah just 10 bucks like i park it for sure i'm like yeah, yeah. i own this now <laughs> and if someone wants it you can bite from me. <laughs> totally. That's it. But I think too, the, the main thing with that is like, um, of course, we just all said that we do that. <laughs> but the thing is you can take small amounts of action but not action things, yeah, if you know what yeah. I mean. Like you can, if, you, if you're really convinced it's going to be the next, next biggest thing and you feel like you really do need to act and buy a URL, that's, as Deb said, it's like 10 bucks. That's fine, mm. do it. But don't let it distract you from what you should be doing in your main mm. area of business because it, as soon as it starts taking time away from that, then that's where the issue is, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So how do you actually get all of this stuff out of your head and then decide what you implement and take action on and what you kind of go, I'm going to think about this in three months again? I like this three-month thing. I do that too. I don't have like a necessarily it's not necessarily for big ideas like a new mm. business or whatever to me it's more like inside of my business like new yes. strategies or new uh things that i want to try and experiment or like you know i'm like i could have another podcast so i could do this or like you know all this <laughs> stuff and so i usually it's a process that i think that's personal but i like to use like actual pens and like post-it notes and things like it needs to be sort of like a manual thing to me i can't do it in front of the computer it doesn't work and so usually it's like sticky notes um, and I really just kind of put stuff down on those sticky notes and I put them all on the wall and then I kind of categorize them. 
And it's a fun process because like, I don't filter anything out at that stage. It's kind of just like, yay, this, oh, and that makes me think of that. And I could do this too. <laughs> and then after that, I just kind of filter it out thinking about, like usually I set myself a goal or I know what's important right now. And I've, it's that's my filter. I'm like, is this supporting this objective or not? And sometimes this thing is a great idea to bring more visitors to your shop, but you know that the thing you're trying to work on at the moment is actually making your shop convert more. And mm-hmm. so it's actually not going to be serving that purpose. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to bring more people to your shop with this new fancy strategy, but your shop is still not converting and turning them into sales. So it's kind of a, a waste of do- Like it's a waste of yeah, time. You're kind of doing it in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of thinking mm-hmm. about, okay, what makes sense? And if it doesn't, then yeah, I, I put it into, my asana and under like I've got a project that's called the back burner and that's literally just ideas of stuff I'm not implementing and then my little post-it notes I also put them in an envelope <laughs> that I seal and every three months when I do my like quarterly review um, I open it up and it's fun I'm like oh yeah this idea cool yeah that was dumb I'm not doing that <laughs> it's so fun but it's a fun little process because then I feel like I'm not totally put it like that's kind of what you were saying Jess it's like you're mm-hmm. like you might consider it. It's like, it's not totally out. You're not saying no, you're just saying no for now, maybe later. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that what, what you're talking about there is similar to what I was talking about is when you're, when you've got the idea and you're really excited, that's a great time to just write all those ideas down, like on post mm-hmm. notes or wherever you capture it to, to just roll with that passion and roll with the excitement. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back to that and you don't lose anything. I think people are afraid of losing stuff and losing ideas so you know don't do that to yourself like write on post-it notes um i often just use the notes app on my phone like i'll literally in the in the notes i'll just write down some ideas or i'll record myself like if i'm walking and i have an idea i just record myself speaking the idea and then Mm -hmm. i can go back and review them um i use trello so i might start a new trello board and just like put all the ideas in there so they're they're like in one spot as well so that if I do want to go back to it it's easy to find and to see all of that stuff in one spot very much like what Deb does with her post notes in the envelope it's just a Mm. digital version of that so that's one thing I do um I also have a um so this is kind of we're talking a little bit here about when these ideas just kind of randomly hit you out of the blue and come out of nowhere but there's also the the other type of idea where this happens is when you actually sit down to do planning and do Mm -hmm. some forward thinking um and how you actually do that process as well Mm. Mm. i um pretty i'm just trying to think about what i do (laughs) i think uh i'm similar to you jess in that i use the notes in my phone because for this past year i've been doing a lot of ideas around teaching rather than my business which is the same thing let's be honest but (laughs) for for different um businesses I guess like uni versus my business but uh I always am having just like strikes of strikes of insight strokes of insight stroke (laughs) I mean I've been struck (laughs) um usually in the shower you know yeah well at random times so I don't have like a notebook with me or whatever so I've set up folders in my notes um, just on like in the iCloud and uh, yeah, I have like a teaching folder and then I divide that up into unit names and then just put all the ideas in there because I totally will forget them. And then I come back to them a couple of months later. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. I need to implement that into Mm. this unit. So I would be doing the same thing if I was doing it specifically for my business as Mm. well. Yeah. And it's good to have uh, different categories. Like for example, I have trolley boards, like a trolley board for my YouTube 
uh, channel and podcast. So whenever I have a new idea for a, an episode, I go put it in there. So it's already mm-hmm. in the right place. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's where having a system for different aspects of your business is really helpful is that you're not just like capturing all of this stuff like you know in one random place and you have to search through it to find info and then when you go to sit down and do your planning for your podcast for example you're like shit I had that really good idea that I wrote down somewhere yeah, that's me that yeah, was me. somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a note- notebook girl and I have literally like I think about um, maybe 27 notebooks on the go at the moment wow and, oh my god um, you know some are super old and I haven't written in them in their ages but I, each one has a label on it like, oh, this is for webinars and this is for product ideas and this is for blah. But uh, <laughs> sometimes I just don't have that notebook with me. So I write something down on some random piece of paper and it's not good, you guys. It's not good. It's not working. <laughs> but recently because I got my new fancy iPad, I, can, I use that because I can write on it with the oh. um, like stylus mm-hmm. as in writing. So, yeah, that's that's helping. But another strategy, like if anyone out there is like me with so many different notebooks and you're not sure where they are, there's, you know, tons of different systems for keeping stuff in order. Um, But one uh, like thing that I learned was that you have one notebook (laughs) and everything goes in there, but you can also then reference stuff to other notebooks. So like if you write all your ideas down, then you can like color code it or number it or whatever, and then transfer that to the relevant notebook, blah, blah, blah. So Mm. it's sort of like an index, I guess, of where all your ideas go. But, um, my God. Yeah. So much. <laughs> so and many then, different places. And then places. you kind of capture it, but then you'll still lose it because it's not captured. Exactly. In the right because place. it's gone because you can't find it again. Yeah. And then you think a couple of weeks later, you're like, I'm sure I wrote that somewhere, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I need to find it. And you can't find it because you have mm. no idea. Or you think you're crazy and you're like, did I dream mm. that I had this <laughs> idea or did I really, that happened to me where I'm just like, I swear I wrote this outline for this video. It was brilliant. And I was going to record it. And then you're looking everywhere in your files and you're like, it's not there. Like, yeah. did I just make that up? Like, did I just, did I lose a foul digitally? Like, is that possible? Yeah, it totally happens. So I think what we're mm-hmm. saying here is you kind of need to f- figure out one system for capturing mm-hmm. these ideas and your planning and keep it all in one place. Otherwise you will fall foul of the, mm-hmm. I had that idea, wrote it down, don't know where it is thing. Yeah. Um, just to throw a few at you, there's Evernote, there's OneNote, I think is, is that the Google One OneNote or Keep, keep or something? Keep. Is it Keep? Oh uh, yeah, keep Google Keep. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Cool. Um, use that. There's yeah, there's whole. Di- there's so many Asana. I guess you could use for this as well. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The good thing about one of those systems is that it's across all your devices. Yeah, and that's key because then if you just have your phone with you, or you just have your iPad with you, or you're on your laptop or whatever, you can access the same system from all mm. of those places. Uh, and look, if you're, an, I, I like to write in a notebook sometimes too, but I usually use it as kind of a getting my brain going, dumping down all potential. It's more for like long-term vision stuff for me and then the actual nitty-gritty details go into the planning system, Mm. whatever Mm. it might be. I mean, you can even, if you're fully analogue and you're not the digital type, you could just use something as simple as a whiteboard, you know, divide Mm. it in half. My dog's walking behind me, sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But you can divide your whiteboard in half and you like now and later. Mm. So the stuff that needs to get done now, put it in our column and the stuff that, the idea is put in the later column. And then and take a okay, photo of it and put it in your Evernote or whatever it. it is. Because then maybe your three-year-old will come and just rub it all exactly. out. And then you have no Jess idea. Jess is not liking the analog. She's like, and then digitalize it. 
I and do then agree. digital. <laughs> it needs to be digital originally eventually. Yeah, but I want I would love to uh before we wrap up, like how do you because once like that's the getting it out of your head part. Mm-hmm. But now we're reaching the overwhelm bit where you're like, oh cool, they're all out of my head and I've got a bunch of them. And what do I do? Like what do I implement, not implement? Yeah. And I think it's important to really find a filtering system. I like to call it a filter mm-hmm. that's gonna work for you. And I think it really comes down however like usually you plan for three months where like that's kind of the norm like every quarter mm-hmm. uh if you do it every month then every month however however, however often am i saying this right god this did not come out actually how often however often you'd like however yeah. often oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> it's a devism it's a devism anyway uh when you sit down to do your planning you need to have one goal not like five or ten or fifteen mm. like you need to have one and it needs to be like numerical <laughs> like it needs to be <laughs> i want to increase the traffic to my etsy shop by 15 percent or something like that and then any ideas gets filtered through that does that support that or is it something that's not going to help me do that and then honestly i would only work on one or two of those projects even if there's five that could be supporting this goal that's Mm. just too many because you're not going to have time to work on them deeply and you're going to end up working on this five different thing for a full year rather than smashing one out in three months and moving to the next one you know totally and i think um this is a great segue which i've just ruined by saying it's a great segue but whatever (laughs) um the way to do that is to know what your vision is and it just so happens that we have a great little series on planning, uh, which were um, we did originally publish in December of last year. But what we're going to do is actually republish them over the next few weeks. So you guys can listen over the next few weeks to clarifying your vision for the year, how to make your vision happen and a little bit about New Year's resolutions and how we feel about them (laughs) because we're taking a little bit of a break ourselves over December because that's what good business owners do is have a break from (laughs) now and again. Um, But the podcast is not taking a break. So you guys still get to listen to these fantastic episodes. So please do make sure that you have a listen to those if you haven't yet already. Um, And, yeah, it's just all ties in nicely because it's all about your vision and planning and working out how you can get all that stuff out of your head and then prioritize them and how to um, then move forward and make sure that you're taking action on the right things rather than everything. Yes, absolutely. And it's, I think it's really important to think about this because it's an eternal problem. It's never going to go away. You're Mm. always going to have new ideas. You're always going to get excited about things, which is awesome. And that's how we all got here and that's how we make progress forward. So, you know, ideas are magical, but they can also be, you know, there's a flip side, there's a dark side mm-hmm. <laughs> of having, of creativity. And that the dark side of creativity is that sort of analysis paralysis overwhelm stage where you don't make any progress because you don't know what to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we're trying to And we've only here. talked about like what's going on inside of your brain, like self-created mm-hmm. like ideas, but then there's all the stuff that's being like put onto you. You're being bombarded every day by oh, yeah. this new course and this new webinar and this new thing that you're not currently doing and you're totally <laughs> missing out. And it's really hard because like you have to, you have to be able to go, no, this is not what's important for me right now. And I'm going to put that in my envelope (laughs) maybe later because it's really hard. Like there's stuff in your head and then everyone's Mm. telling you to do this and this and that. And so, yeah, it can get really overwhelming. So you really need to have yeah one system to get them somewhere analog or digital. (laughs) 
<laughs> or both. And then a filtering system so that you know what to act on and what not to. Yeah. yeah and we've, awesome. we've given you examples, but you know, you are going to have to just come up with your own system that works for you because everybody's different. Um, I guess bullet journal people, this would be sort of, is that sort of in the realm of this sort of, I have no yes. idea about bullet journals. I, I'm yes. kind of oblivious to the whole world. That's like a, I've never gotten fully into it, but it's a color coding yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But is that, is that more about doing like repetitive things like rather than Long, like, to be honest, I don't really know much about bullet journaling, but I saw <laughs> yeah. a book in like a stationery shop, like, you know, they were selling like journals and stuff like that. So they had a book about bullet journaling and I, I wanted to buy it so bad and get into it just because it looked so fun. <laughs> but to me, and I'm probably so wrong and people listening, they're like into the bullet journaling. They're probably going like, Deb, that's not what it is. But I think you can pretty much create whatever you want. It's literally yeah. a page with dots on it. So mm. like there's a yeah, system for to-do list and planning, yeah. but you can really create your own grids, your own things. So it's pretty much just a notebook. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, it is just a notebook and it's just a system of the, like the way you write it out and the way you, yeah. it's a tracking type thing. That's what I mean. Um, like and a, then there's yeah. a system for moving things over to the next page. But, um, yeah, I mean, it works for some people awesomely, but it didn't work for me because it was actually too time-consuming creating the pages. But lots like. of people get a kick out of that. Right. Like, that's okay. Yeah, that's, like that's the thing. So, people love that part. And that's why art. I wanted to yeah. get into it because I was like, that would be so nice because they're always really nicely decorated. There's Beautiful, little like yeah. doodles and stuff. Oh, you can buy <laughs> stickers. I have a lot of um, yeah. members that sell like the illustrations as stickers now for mm-hmm. bullet journaling or planning because people realize like people like me who can't really draw <laughs> would love stickers already made for them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So those of you in the Facebook group, or if you're not yet in the Facebook group, come and join us. Come and tell us what the deal is. With Please educate us because we're yes, all kind of oblivious. Yeah, And you can also check out the other episode that we did about um, finding a system that works for you, mm-hmm. which I'm just trying to look up the number, but I can't. It's not jumping out at me. Here we are, episode 47, um, because I think we do briefly talk about the different systems and books and different mm. things that we've used in that episode. So mm-hmm. you can jump over, over there and listen to that if you're a planner type person. Mm. Um, yeah. Good time of the year to think about how you want to plan stuff next year too. It's always mm-hmm. like exciting to be like, Ooh, what kind of notebook am I going to get? <laughs> <laughs> Which diary am I going to get? Yeah. I've destroyed things for myself now because I use a financial, uh, financial year diary now because the Australian financial yes. year is from the 1st of July yes. to the end of June. So I'm like, I'm in the middle of my, of my job, like, yes. diary right now. <laughs> but you, do you get a little bit of envy? Cause I do the same or oh, mine's oh. undated, but I started in June cause it's to yeah. me, it makes more sense. But then every year in Jan, I'm like six months into my year, but I feel like I want to start fresh just because everyone is. And I'm like getting yeah. all these beautiful ads for these new diaries. And I'm like, Oh, I want one. Yeah. It's Good definitely, I definitely find this time of year is really, I, I always do a kind of bigger planning session and it's a good time to really yeah. think about what you want your business to look like by the end of 2020, I guess in this case. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. And sort of mm. I go through all of the ideas I had for this year and like it, it's quite interesting because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing the things I should be doing. But then when I go back and look, I'm like, oh, I actually did all these projects. <laughs> I kind of feel like I didn't do them all, but yeah. I actually did do most of them, not all of them, but I actually did do most of the things I set out to do this year, which is a nice thing to do. So doing mm. that sort of review is also nice. But yeah. Definitely. And we planning. are going to actually talk about um, our own years uh, in a future episode. So after our little um, holiday planning series over the next few weeks, then we'll come back and talk about uh, how we went for the year and if we actually kept our resolution, kept our resolutions, <laughs> and maybe we'll talk about what we want to do for this year as well. So yeah. 
so you guys can come and check that out. Cool. Okay. I think that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here and listening to us as always. We appreciate you so much and we appreciate your time. Um, I'd love to know if you want to jump over to the Facebook group again, which is the business of making.com forward slash Facebook and tell us where do you listen to our podcast? I'm going to do another shout out to my mum. She always listens to it while she's cleaning her Airbnb. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, I listen to podcasts in the car generally. But, yeah, we'd love to know, like, where where do you guys listen to us? I know a lot of people do it while they're doing their making, their work. Mm. Uh, where else do you listen? To I listen to, to podcasts and... when I'm on my elliptical. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I do dishes, love doing dishes and listening to podcasts. You love doing dishes? Well, just because I, that's my time to listen. But yeah, okay. I look, I li- <laughs> look I, I'm like, I hate good. doing laundry. Like laundry, not, not my thing. Cleaning the bathroom, not my thing. Cleaning the kitchen, so satisfying. And like a little podcast, like I love it. I, I'm almost like trying to have dishes from the night before every lunch so that during my break I can clean them. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's new, it might that not last. <laughs> That that's one of the reasons I listen while I'm exercising because it, like being mm. on my elliptical in my garage is not the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. So it's, it, it keeps my brain occupied while my body's yeah. getting exercise. Yeah. Well, you guys are weird. I just listen in the car. <laughs> I don't drive anywhere. I work at home. You know it. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you so much again for being here. And we will catch you next week with another episode of the Business of Making a Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Does everybody remember what we're talking about? I don't I don't want to pause though. I'll keep going. So what is the topic? <laughs> How to get everything out of your head. You're feeling right. overwhelmed. Okay. All of your business ideas out of your head. <laughs> Sorry, Addy. Okay. <laughs>